Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Asheville Leagues Club, the best place to watch the game live and loud this Saturday night, the game we're previewing uh, this evening as we take on the Melbourne Storm. Probably be a little bit cosy and warmer than out at Campbelltown, but uh, the three of us, we are going to brave the cold, but if you don't want to... uh, Want to be nice and snug and warm? Head to West Ashfield, grab a grab a feed at the Garden Bistro, walk on, uh, and a beer, and hopefully celebrate. Maybe a Tigers upset. We'll see what happens. But uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow on there. Uh, link uh, link link is on those as well. You can find all all our pipes through there, including our Patreon. Shouts to our Patreon members uh, at patreon.com forward slash Westlife. You guys. Uh, have probably, let's say, half an hour uh, as I read this out to uh, drop any questions for later in the show. So we have a couple in the Discord. Uh, and also, shouts to everyone tuning in right now on YouTube. Please, while you're there, subscribe, like, share, fax it to someone, tell a friend, yeah, spread the word uh, of the, the show that you love, I assume you're loving, because you're tuning in on a Wednesday night and seeing all our... Comments coming in from our loyal uh, regulars as well. Uh, let's go to As. Uh, mate, it's pretty freezing in Sydney on a Wednesday night, but I bet it's a little bit warmer than back in Orange at the moment. Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, watchers and listeners. Um, you're not wrong. It is a bit brisk this evening, but uh, yeah, definitely um, warmer than what Orange would be right now, that's for sure. And uh, I think uh, congratulations are in order to you as well, Josh, for a certain mm-hmm. team that became champions in a certain sport that you follow yesterday. Uh, oh, yes, yes. You're talking about the Denver Nuggets being the champions of the, the NBA for the first time in their 50-year uh, existence. Uh, thank you, Az. Yes, it was nice to finally get it over the line. And they did it, I mean, for supporting a team that is – very West Tigers like in that they hardly ever well, it's the first time they've ever won uh a title and they did it losing just four times in the playoffs. So they were sixteen sixteen wins and four losses. Like it was pretty like to be honest, we never were losing in all four of the series. It's crazy. Like that's I really thought we had a chance and I had a little bit of money on us to win, which paid out yesterday, and I blew it all on merchandise um, with all the, all the all the champion um, paraphernalia that they sell a minute after the whistle goes, and uh, they sucked me in for that. But um, mate, honestly, it feels it's not quite like 2005 because literally I was there, and West Tigers, literally thousands of West Tigers fans around me, and my family were West Tigers fans, but. Uh, I've made many friends, uh, both in Denver and here. That are, I was, I I was finding them all the way home for you. It was uh... yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable. I'm sorry to start the show with a minute of basketball talks, but seeing <laughs> seeing your team win a grand final, and it just makes me just crave the West Tigers getting back to being being up there. So next year, uh, next year. Mm. Uh, Mr. Bashara also. Uh, at West Tigers fans, your Celtics unfortunately didn't go all the way this year or last year. Fell both short, but um, 
I hope the West Tigers win a premiership before the Celtics do, put it that way. Yeah, well, let's focus on the West Tigers. It'd be nice to get the feeling that uh, you've had the last 24 hours or so. Um, mm. I, still, I still vaguely remember that feeling. Uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff in between, unfortunately, that's uh, dampened it. But, you know, and sometimes I think sure. that the legacy of 2005 has been a hindrance in, in some ways. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice just to get that finals feeling and just to get that feeling of we're winning or, you know, just like that 10-minute period against Canberra a couple of weeks ago, that just felt so good, the crowd going on. Yeah. That Campbelltown was rocking and, you know, and you know you know what we're like when we're in the finals, mate. We, we pack the stands out, so... Um, yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, the thing that sucks about 2005, to, to be a little bit selfish, 2005, I was 17 and a half. So I was just literally six months, five months off being legally able to go out and celebrate. So right, there are kids that are 17 and a half that haven't seen a premiership right now. So and <laughs> they, they wouldn't, yeah, they're 17 year old Tigers fans that don't yeah, they, remember a, a semi final. So true. Yeah. At least they're not 30-year-old para fans. <laughs> True. Yeah, well, what para hasn't won since, what, 86? But at least they made yeah. it right. <laughs> Not in my lifetime, and I hope I die before that happens. <laughs> uh, big shouts out to our sponsors, uh, West Ashfield, Holman Barnes Group. So, like I said earlier in the show, uh, if you're not heading out to Campbelltown on Saturday night, head to West Ashfield or our little favorite little spot the uh the markets club at homebush as well any of the west the holman barnes group clubs uh under their umbrella you can head to the garden bistro and walk on before the game they have a massive screen uh tab yeah great food great pizzas um yeah what you get a chinese fee to walk on as well uh show your support to the major sponsors of the west tigers holman barnes group for more information holmanbarnesgroup.com.au holman barnes group bringing people together. Righto, to start, we'll have a little bit of news. Our old friend Lee Hadjibantelis went on SEN today to talk uh, about, well, not to, not to talk about it, but he was asked about the Luke Brooks discussion. So I'm just going to play a little clip here from Lee Hadjibantelis on SEN with uh, Andrew Voss and who's the other person with Vossie? Is it Brandy? It's Brandy. 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 Sorry, Brandy. Greg Alexander. Greg Alexander. Yeah, Greg Alexander. For those, For those who don't, don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does. But anyway, here's Lee. Um, yes, Andrew. Uh, as, as reported, the, the club had made a loop what we believe to have been a, a, a fair market value offer, uh, managed in accordance with, of course, you know, salary expectations moving forwards. Uh, it was a it was a genuine offer, bona fides, because our intention was to retain Luke and keep him as a one club player. Um, uh, unfortunately, on Sunday morning, Luke let Benji know that the offer wasn't acceptable, as he's perfectly entitled to respond to to the offer, and he, he wants to test the market. And uh, it was very sad, very disappointing. We had hoped to retain him. Um, uh, I know that Benji and Tim were very keen on him being part of their plans moving forwards, but sometimes commercial reality intrudes. And what about an early pivot from there? Now knowing that you know Luke's not going to be at the club, but ideas and where you go to from there. Well, um, one of the reasons why we've engaged the head recruiter, such as Scott Fulton, of course, so the, the, these were challenges that we were already aware of moving forwards, and, and we know that our, our roster is um, very talented, uh, much improved from last year. But you know, further work needs to be done in that space, and 
and young Scott Fulton can now go out and, and earn the enormous salary that he's uh, being paid. <laughs> there you go. Hey, what about a newspaper report on Sunday suggesting Tim Sheens, he might not see out his tenure as coach. What do you got for us there? Trent, I don't, I don't know where this narrative is coming from or why it's being pushed. Um, there are three certainties in life, uh, death, taxes, and Tim Sheen's coaching the West Tigers in 23 and 24. Oh, um, everyone go. is absolutely committed. Yeah, absolutely committed to that. That's, that's the plan that's been put in place. I was with the boys in Queensland last week on Thursday, and everyone is still absolutely committed and passionate about that, that transition over the next two to three years. All right, let's get off the West Tigers and get to... Uh, as I'll go to you first, um, look, we've been critical of management in the past, and while that wasn't overly fun to listen to, I would say, do you like that the club are playing this with a straight bat and not just throwing big, big money at Brooksy to stay in, in desperation? Yeah, I do. I feel like we could probably up the offer a little bit more, but at this point, I wish he'd just shut the hell up. Um, why I don't get why he needs to comment on everything. Um, he kind of just opens himself up to the media, but that's an issue for another day. Um, Brooksy, yeah, his turnaround in form has been pretty good. Um, obviously, now he's injured and he, he's going to spend the next like four to six weeks or whatever being unable to prove to us or to the to the club, I should say, that um, he's worth a bit more money than that. He, he obviously would be able to um, attempt that when he comes back from his injury, but I'm honestly not really sure how much more any other clubs may be willing to offer him on top of what we are, even if we mm. were to up our offer a little bit more. Maybe a Super League club might offer him more, but like yeah, I said be- last week... I don't see him going there when he's got a young family. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It'd be really hard to uproot and take a t- uh, less than one year old baby uh, mm. to, across to England. Um, Rob, I saw you shaking your head a little bit as we're watching that. What's uh, This is the first time you guys are hearing this too. What's, uh, what's your reaction to that? Interestingly, when you first said you were going to play that, the thing that came to mind was when he said last year, I can't remember the exact date, but he said, as of May, such and such, 2022, Michael Maguire will be coach and will continue to be coach, blah, blah, blah. And then a week and a half later, he was sacked. So I was kind of waiting to hear something like that. The fact on Sheens, the fact that he said, you know, three things are certain, uh, you know, was it death taxes and Sheens will be here in 23, 24. That's, that could come back to bite you in the face if it wasn't true. So You'd have to say on face value that Sheens isn't going anywhere. And let's face it, if Sheens got sacked, I mean, he sued the club before once upon a time and we still hide him back. So I don't think Sheens is going anywhere. As for Brooks, I I really don't believe that it's a view to really wanting him. As I said on Monday's show, if we really wanted him, we would have offered him a contract pre-season like we did with Adam Dewey, whose contract was also up this year. We also would have offered him a sort of figure that said, we really, really want you. We don't want you to go anywhere. And I know he had a back-ended contract, but obviously, like, he's literally down. Well, on his last year, he's basically on half the money. He's been offered half the money that he's getting this year. So, uh, look, like I said Monday, I don't think Brooks is going anywhere. I don't think other people are going to throw more money at him. The, The one thing I will say is perhaps if Luke Brooks wants a change of scenery and he gets 
a similar offer or even slightly less money than the Tigers, he might actually take it. But if it's ridiculously lower than what we've offered, I, I don't see Brooks going anywhere. And I don't think this saga's over, to be honest. I just saw Kenny in the comments said Clarkie reported um, his sign with the Cowboys. Now, Clarkie, with Clarkie's little clips on Instagram there, if you look at the bottom, Clarkie just gets news from other sources and does a little clip. I actually really like how he does it. It's a good way to just quickly read read, um, read stories without actually having to read a whole article. I'm just looking at the Fox Sports article. It's just rehashed um, Phil Rothfield speculating that we talked about literally on Monday night. So, Well, on Fox um, Sports yesterday, Josh, um, I saw an interview that like, looked like some sort of a, a press interview with Chad Townsend and the rumours about him being moved on. And he said, look, he goes, I'm very happy happy here with my my family and I'm not going anywhere. So if Townsend's there, if uh, Tom Dearden is there, Luke mm. Brooks take one of those spots, they're not going to pay five or six hundred grand for him to be in reserve grade or and they're surely not going to pay Chad Townsend eight hundred thousand dollars to be in reserve grade. So uh, unless they move on someone, I, I just don't see Brooks going to the Cowboys. I really thought Canberra would be a, a good fit as a second receiver like taking the place of Jack Whiten, who also mm. plays on the left side of the field, left foot kicking game, the same thing. So I thought maybe Canberra would be interested, but I don't think there's any club that would want Luke Brooks as a halfback to be, you know, fair. I know he's improved this year, but all the other clubs have got better game managers than we have. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that whole Luke Brooks saga. Uh, just a shout out to our friends at Mobile Corps. They support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place and handle all your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Uh, mobile Corp is a family-run uh, business and a longtime supporter of the West Tigers. Reach out to our mate Stephen and the team at Mobile Corp. Check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. Shouts to our friends Paul Siren and, and Shane Walker donning the NLC phones jerseys there. Right on to the team list for this week. Uh, as do you want to do the team list? My voice is all right, but uh, you did such a good job. With your pronunciations, I'm going to throw it to you. Do you want to read our team list for this week? Sure, why not? When I get to Sean Bloor's name, my voice might go a bit too high because he's starting. <laughs> okay, so fullback is Jareen Buller. Uh, the wingers are David Nofaluma and Junior Tupu. Brent Naden and Asu Kepaoa are in the centres. Stafford Toa is the 5'8 with Brandon Wakeham at halfback. The front rows are Fanua Pole and David Klemmer with Jake Simpkin at hooker. Isaiah Papali'i and Sean Bloor are the starting second rowers with John Bateman moving into the lock and he's also the captain. Talon De Silva, Tommy Talau, Alex Twoll and Alex Safarth are the bench with Will Smith, Justin Matamua, Atasi James, Brandon Mansfield and Tristan Riley in the reserves. Beautiful. Uh, Roberto, a lot of changes this week, um, obviously, no Appy is means you pull Appy out of the side and Steph, of course. Uh, that's two of our what? I mean, you could almost make an argument they're first and second best players in our team. 
so it's going to look a little bit weaker. But do you like the changes that we've made under the circumstances? I I don't like um, Thompson Lau on the bench. I think we we've got to cut that totally. Um, look, I guess it's experimenting time now. I really would have preferred Stafford Toa at right centre, where he's been playing really well for the last month or so. Um, there's still time for that 17, 18 to get changed as, you know, Will Smith come into the team for Talao maybe, I don't know, or, or you know, coming up into number six and, and Stafford Tower moves out. Uh, Naden have, apparently hasn't been playing great in reserve grade. Uh, so, look, it's about as, you know, about as all the troops available, that's probably who we're who we were going to go with or who we'd expect the coaches to go with. There's there's a few guys in lower grades that I'd like to see get a go, uh, Fainu, uh, James, a couple of big boppers there. But, um, look, I guess the question is going to be, again, considering all our attack, our yardage attack especially, revolves around Appy, where do the points come from? And, mm. and Stafford being closer to the middle, um, I mean, he might be more creative, but he's just been such an effective runner and, and breaking tackles lately that, I mean, I just don't think he gets the room in the middle of the field there. But hopefully I'm wrong and, and it pans out and it goes really well. Yeah, I would have liked uh, Dane Laurie to get a crack at six. Now, he's been named at fullback for Cup, but there was talk that he was in HIA trouble from last week. So I don't know if he's been left out of first grade altogether because he's just so far on the outer or is he left out because they don't expect him uh, to be able to play. So, but yeah, I mean, sure. Dane aside, Rob, you don't like Stafford and the halves, but I mean, who would you put there instead? Oh, look, it's, it's, I haven't seen much of New South Wales cup guys and I know, I know the cupboard's empty. I'm just saying that you don't, you don't really weaken a, at one position to make another position. Like Stafford mm. Tower might have a cracking game. I mean, he's been very elusive lately, uh, you know, and, and we can see that he can ball play a little bit. He tried to do a little bit of that, you know, late in the game against the Titans. But look, we saw in the Canberra trial, especially in the first half, Wakeham and Will Smith combining together. And we put a try down the left-hand side. I think Naden was involved as well. Um, so they have played a lot of football together and, and, and it could work. But, Again, if Will Smith is is playing poorly in New South Wales Cup, mm. then they probably wouldn't try him. But then I'd I'd also say, what's the point of having a Will Smith or or backup halves if you're not going to give him a go in the halves? So yeah. it's just it's just a real tricky one. Um, and and I don't know, has Tom Talau actually signed with Manly? We keep hearing he signed with Manly, but look, whether he has, yeah, or he has it's a Tuolagi situation. Yeah, well, yeah, it's exactly the same as what happened with. Two among you last year. Hmm. Yeah, but I just haven't heard Manly announce it, that's all. But anyway, I, regardless of that, Tom's playing really poorly. I mean, he had one good game against Canberra and, and you know, the other three or four games around it have been quite awful. So, um, look, we'll see how we go. But obviously, you know, we're going to get onto the Melbourne team as well. They've got a heap of players out as well, but they've come off the back of a good win and we've come off the back of a really, you know, sort of deflating loss. So it'll just be interesting to see how it goes on Saturday night. Did Jackie Simpkin, as... Didn't he do a bit of halves training? I know, I think it was due to a few people uh, being overseas. Could Shifty Sheens maybe uh, move Jakey to the halves and Talon coming on, obviously, to play nine? That may be what happens. Um, I do remember hearing that in the off-season as well, but we did have a fair chunk of players um, playing for some of the smaller teams in the World Cup late last year. So that would have been why, because we started our preseason 
as early as the NRL would let us because of the fact that like we weren't one of the finals teams. But I'm I worry that if that happens, how much more of the team gets shaken up? Like who's gonna go off for who? Is it mm. gonna be a case of um like if that was to happen, I'd I'd think Star would stay on. Um maybe I don't think it could AJ, happen, yeah, I don't think AJ it, I would don't go think... off and Tommy Talao would come on and that's just too much of a shuffle. Mm. Debut game to play eighty minutes. It's not happening. And then yeah, and Jake, oh, I'm Jake's not saying not the start. I'm saying during the game. During the game, I think Jakey yeah. will start. I don't think. Yeah, Talon's not going to play no. huge but minutes. For, but the last coach that uh, you know wanted to have a rotating spine was Paul McGregor, and he got sacked that same year. So mm. yeah, you, you don't rotate your spine. Your spine's called a spine for a reason. You need your spine to hold up to hold the mm. rest of you up. Don't don't muck around with it. Don't don't keep. You know, changing position yeah. to position. Look, maybe I don't know. Curtis Sirenen did all right in the in the halves back in the day. Um, yeah, he I'm, was the number six though. Also, staff at Toa. But where did where, what are you saying? Sirenen. Well, I'm saying was Sirenen, You don't think of Curtis Sirenen as as a six, and with Benji, he was playing with Benji at seven, and from memory, we did. I, I remember him. Uh, I remember we carved up Canberra. I went to Canberra and watched us win forty nil with Curtis Siren and at six. So maybe I don't know. Maybe Stafford Toa is adequate. Yeah, but like you said, where where are the points going to come? I mean, yeah, it's they might surprise us, or we might look back on it and go, yeah, it was a, a dumb decision. I think it's just. I don't. Think, I don't think it's dumb, but I mean, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, one one good thing yeah. is I know. I know Wakem will throw it around, you know, like unfortunately he threw it around the wrong way a couple of times last week. Mm. And Stafford so is not going to be shy. Like he he's got a lot of confidence at the moment. So that that is one positive. But mm. I just I just love what he's been doing at right centre, that's all. I mean Greg Inglis played a lot of six, didn't he? And he's basically Stafford's basically uh, Greg Inglis now. Yeah, he got he got man of the match. He got a Clive Churchill in the, when mm. they beat Mel, uh, Manly in whatever year it was, two thousand and I don't know, eight or something, two thousand and six. Yeah. Well that doesn't exist uh, yeah. anymore. But yeah. Uh right, as do you want to have a crack at the uh the Melbourne Storm team? Yeah, there's a few names on here that I didn't think you'd want to have a crack at, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, the real reason. <laughs> okay, so Nick Meany is the fullback, Will Warbrick and George Jennings are the wingers, Remus Smith and Marion Sebe are the centers, Jonah Pezzett is at six with Jerome Hughes, the captain at seven. Tui Kamikamitha and Nelson Asofa Solomona are the front rowers with Bronson Garlic at hooker. Trent Liero and Tarek Sims are the second rowers with Josh King at lock. Their bench is Tyron Wishart, Tom Eisenhuth, Alec McDonald, and Aaron Penne. In the reserves, they have Justin Ollum, Grant Anderson, Suolavi Faulogo, Chris Lewis, and Kane Bradley. Mm. I was just thinking this. You can almost make an Italian meal out of this, couldn't you? You've got penne and you've got <laughs> you've got garlic. Uh, that's pretty much it. But um, <laughs> you uh, got not really L- much L- L- How do you print? Is it Lero? That almost sounds Liet- like it could Liero. be Liero. Liet- that's what it's I spelled, heard anyway. It's, yeah, it's spelled Lolero. But um, anyway, my stomach aside, Rob, I'm mean, Justin Ollum surprised me he terrifies me running at either of our centers and he's left out of the side that's a bit of a weird one why is he 
not cracking the first grade side at the moment. He got injured a couple of weeks ago against who was it? I'm trying to think who it was. He got injured not not last round, the round before. So yeah, I, I, I can see him come coming in. No, he was well, expected to be out for like two or three weeks. I think he's on the extended bench. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, if he's fit, he plays. But I mean, hopefully yeah. he's not fit. But look, Melbourne are, are missing a stack of players. Obviously, the the three Origin players. Um, Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, uh, Xavier Coates. Uh, and then on top of that, as we said the other night, they've got Katoa out. They're missing Olam. Uh, Welsh is suspended. Like, if, we've got them at the right time, but obviously we're missing, you know, Brooks, Coruscant, half our spine, and we're missing Steph. So, you know, there, there's a little bit of compensation for Melbourne. Look, at the end of the day, I think we're just – everything's going to hinge on Jerome Hughes – and and their fullback. Um, if we can if we can stop those two guys, they're the creative guys. Easier said than done. They've still got some big boppers there. Uh, Tarek Sims is no slouch. He's played Origin. Um, you yeah. Know, so they they got some pretty good reserves there. I don't think their bench is much chop. But uh, I tell you what, if David Nofaluma is ever going to get his hundredth try uh, given to him on a silver platter, Jennings, as having Jennings opposite him. Mm. So that's why I really would have liked Stafford Taylor at right centre because I know, I would have said, boys, get on Rob Sudamas and have something on on Offer to score a try this week. But he still I may do that. Mm. Yeah, he still may do that. But, um, yeah, it just would have been a lot easier with, with Stafford Taylor there. Uh, as anything stand out for you in the Melbourne Storm side? They may be without uh, Munster and Harry Grant, but their forwards are still scary as all hell. Uh, mm. To Kamitha and Nelson Asopa Solomona, he's just starting to find some form um, after having a bit of a mid-season, early to mid-season sabbatical from an injury. There, um, they're the players that worry me the most. Their bench mm. is a lot stronger than ours. That's also a deep concern. And uh, for a rookie, Will Warbrick is coming into form too and starting to play quite well. Mm. So, gonna have to defend him well on the edge too. Yeah, it's definitely a big four-pack and not having Steph. As much as we love that he's making his debut, uh, man, it's just I know this game would probably disadvantage us to have Origin players back in it, but I'll just reiterate that it's just it's fucking so dumb that we destroy NRL games this time of year because of Origin. I think there's got to be a, a solution yeah. around it. Uh, New South Wales Cup. Uh, that is on Sunday afternoon. The boys are playing at Lincoln Oval. So, yeah, like I said, Dane Laurie's been named at fullback there. Um, yeah, man, the, the New South Wales Cup, you can see that a lot of them have moved up to uh, first grade. Um, Shouts to Dean Bohr. It'll be his second game for West, I think. Brother of, uh, of Sean, obviously. He'd been playing club rugby this year and he's playing New South Wales Cup for us, but Matt Miller, um, yeah, Ruler as well. So there was talk that Ruler injured himself last week. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I thought Ruler would have made a debut by now, guys. It's just not, um, yeah, not working out for the kid. Uh, Wayne, if De Silva has a good game this week either, it'll be further away. I mean, you could... Yeah, you can play him. I guess De Silva's not going to, and Appy as well. But I mean, Rua can play fourteen and in the back row or something too, can't he? But um, I guess it just shows that he's potentially a little bit further down the pecking order 
he may yeah. have to wait to see if um if um Talon can prove himself as the backup to Appy mm. while um like while Appy's out so that when Appy comes back Talon might be the one knocking um yeah. Jake back down the pecking order and then that might give Rua the chance to step up then. But I still maintain that Rua's probably a little bit too raw to feature in first grade. I think he still needs another year or so under his belt of training from Robbie to to get him to ready to make his first grade debut, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a lot more raps on Talon at the moment, but maybe, I, I don't know why that is compared to Rua, but there's obviously some reason for it, and that's probably why they've gone with Talon ahead of Rua. Uh, yeah, so get out Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, watch the uh, the boys run around at Lincoln Oval. I think the weather's meant to be pretty good over the weekend. So uh, Jersey Flag, they have the bye. So I guess the Cup boys are playing on their Pat Malone, unless there's a um, Ron Massey game before it as well. Right, Rob. Do we have anything before first grade this week, or is it just a standalone, no, standalone, standalone. game? Just so stupid, man. Yeah, I mean, flags got the buy, but yeah, why couldn't why couldn't cup, why couldn't cup play, play before first grade? What's the issue? So uh, heaven forbid we get a bit more footy entertainment. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, but um, look, I, I think they need. For that to start happening, I think that in national competition, like we had with the Holden slash Toyota Cup, so every team, all the Queensland teams and interstate teams have um, their own second grade, but it's just, I guess, not cost effective enough. And to be, to be honest, do you reckon the crowds would be that much higher if a cup, there's a cup game before it, apart from the family and friends of those players? Do you, well, do you really they, think? They, they, it might or they might not, but I mean, it'd be nice to watch the guys that are just below first grade. Like yeah, for sure. Old days and yeah. sort of say, well, you know, this guy's knocking on the door or this guy isn't or, mm. you know, like, what do you do? Like, I mean, we'll just go end up having a feed next door at the club attached to the ground. Yeah. Like, there's just really nothing to do and you literally don't have to come out until the start of the game. Like, I don't know. Just, I just It's think- good for the kids too, playing in front of a beer. Like, Lincoln Oval is probably going to be Literally friends and family on Sunday, Arvo, oh, watching any, them. Whereas they can like, play against the, a couple of few look thousand. At the people. early rounds as well, when we had triple headers at Leichhardt and Campbelltown. Like we've had yeah. triple headers at our suburban grounds already this year. Why not give us another double header? Yeah. yeah. Make, I think it just makes more sense to have, um, if like it's not always going to be possible because not every cup, uh, not every club in the, or not every NRL club is represented. Yeah. By it's a not team sy- synced up. Yeah. New South Wales Cup. But I believe this. No, the Storm don't have a team in New South Wales Cup, but they no, do they got flag. flag so, yeah, they got flag. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's yeah, they have, their reserve grade team is in Queensland Cup. Who knows? So, yeah, I, I kind know, of miss the Holden Cup. Yeah. Since we're playing, since we're playing, um, or since our reserve grade team is playing, and it's not a home game for the Dragons, why not just have it as a doubleheader? Yeah, I'm sure there's someone that has. Um, I mean, we're going to get out there anyway, but it'd be better to just watch two games than one game. When, you, when you're mm. driving all the way to Campbelltown, like, it's fine for yeah. people to live locally, but the other thing, too, you're trying to promote the game in Campbelltown, and if you're going to have lower grades or, or a younger team or something... Yeah, the Magpies. Play, I mean, it's just, Magpies, it's just yeah. for the area. It just, just makes no sense. There's yeah. obviously a good reason. I just don't know what it is. Well, maybe not a good reason, but a reason. Uh, right, Rob Sadamus, make us some money. What do you got this week? 
Uh, well, firstly, we should note because it's been a while that we got up last week with our uh, two-legged uh, $4.13 multi with Kenar and Mulatalo, so they both scored. Um, look, I've gone Tuala and I've gone Felt this week. Even though I think that's going to be a really tight game, Penrith and the Cowboys, is just a real hype mismatch between Felt and uh, Taruva. So I feel like they'll be targeting him with a high kick. And then the Roosters, I don't know, I just I just thought the left winger would... I mean, Pauga's still a bit raw. He, he used to play with us, um, and he has improved a hell of a lot. But I just thought on the left side there with Ponga doing some damage and, and throwing those long cutout balls, I think I think Tuala will, will get a try this week as well. So, again, probably it'll probably be a similar price to last week, somewhere in the high $3 mark or just over $4 mark. So... Get on those two, and you know if you're feeling if you're feeling frisky, you know chuck an offer in as well to get his hundredth. Yeah, I reckon offer uh, is yeah a great bet for a try for sure this week. Uh, righto, on to our tips for the week. I tell you what, boys, my four from Grace, my tipping I only got three out of three out of eight last week. I'm just plummeting. Uh, you copied the, me uh, last week, Josh. You really shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it was not like I see your <laughs> tips before you send them through, but shocking, shocking. I got no like it's it's tough this week with all the origin outs and ins, but um, I've gone the Cowboys for the upset over the Panthers. Yeah, just the Panthers being with so many players out. I know the Cowboys are missing a couple as well. I just thought maybe at home they can do a West Tigers and beat Penrith in uh, Origin week. Yeah, I, I I was thinking like that too, Josh. And look, Penrith's win against the Roos was was impressive. But I'll tell you what, uh, golden point between the Cowboys and the Panthers was nearly the Nostradamus tip, so or the Rob Stradamus tip. So I really I found it hard to split guys, but I just went with the winning team from last week. So, but yeah, it's a it's a toss of the coin, no doubt. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent confident on this one either. Um... I've I've gone with the Panthers purely because I guess they've still got a the nucleus of a really good team there. Um, they've got a few boys that obviously didn't get selected for Origin due to ineligibility or whatever other reason. But um, I think they're still a really really strong team. Um, normally, the players that come in to replace their Origin boys step up, and they've got a halves pairing that's really looking to step up this week. And I think they'll they'll get the job done in a very narrow one. Uh, I've gone, Rob and I have gone the Knights over the Roosters. Roosters obviously as well, Origin depleted and playing like shit at the moment. Um, yeah, the Knights at home. Uh, are they missing, who have they got out for Origin this week? Newcastle no, or not? No one's in Norwich. Frizzell? Oh, Frizzell, of course. Yeah, yeah Frizzell. Um, so a bit of a loss for them there, but yeah, Roosters... No, Teddy. Uh, who else are they missing? I think Teddy's the only one. I don't think they have any Queenslanders, do they? Yeah, no uh, Tupo. Um, what about Collins? Is he playing or not? Yeah, yeah, Lindsay Collins for Queensland. Do you get picked? I don't know. I don't even know if he's yeah. picked. I, I don't care. Who cares about the Roosters? Yeah, true. But one thing I will say, Joey, I do, Joey they're Manu, my better pick, so yeah. Jo- Joey um, Manu going back to fullback will be, will help him a lot, I reckon. Hmm. I think jo- Joey Manu playing 5'8 has been absolutely a dumb move. Uh, they should never have moved him from centre, but he'll get more room at fullback, so he could have a big game. But yeah, 
Uh, Newcastle with not much confidence, but you got to lean Newcastle given how they played against Brisbane, almost yeah. knocked them off, and and the Roosters were rubbish against the Panthers. Yeah, their halfback goes all right up at Newcastle. Uh, Parramatta Eels, we've all gone over Manly, Manly on the road without Turbo. It's just and DC and DC, yeah, but yeah, him as well. Um, I mean Moses being picked, like it's a pretty big game this in, for standings wise. Again, another reason why it's just so dumb that um, it'll Para be versus Para, like Para v Manly is like a big rivalry, and yeah. this game is just it's a big um big uh what do you call it uh origin affected no it's just like uh for the for the table in terms of the standings it's, it's an important matchup like it's a, a vital game for either team i think para can see back one of those four point games yeah and it's just yeah um as matt just said on the facebook both have their star halfbacks missing so and, just... and Jake Jake Arthur playing against his old team and his dad. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, um, be interesting. Uh, we've all gone storm, unfortunately, against West Tigers. I hope we're wrong, but um... I, I, we should be wrong, guys. We we should have enough to beat them. Geez, but mm. we, we've we've just got to. I my theory. I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game, um, probably even lower than the the game against Canberra. But we've really got to win the battle of field position if we can just win that forward battle, it's going to be an absolute grind. But if we let them get into the red zone too much, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a little bit to worry about. But I think we can go with them. It's just where do we get our points from, that's all. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, even 18 points will be enough to win it. Uh, but I'm definitely expecting a low-scoring game. Just looking at the weather, uh, it's going to, oof, around kickoff, it's single figures in degrees on Saturday night. Probably, so Probably same with the score. Yeah, <laughs> you got a yeah. you got a margin, Rob, or any sort of prediction? No, I, I, I really like. I don't know what the you know, like in terms of the gambling side, of it, I don't know what the overs unders is. But gee, right now I'd be smashing the unders. Like if I mean the unders is probably going to be about somewhere around thirty six or thirty eight. But if they're offering any more than that, it, you'd be mad not to take the unders because we'll defend, like we'll tackle, and they're missing so many players. So you know, it's, there's going to be a lot of disjointedness. To both them, because you know they're missing Munster and and you know their hooker Harry Grant. We're missing our hooker and our halfback. So uh, I just think it can't be very cohesive. So if if that both teams you know show up to play, which I'm sure we will, and I know they will because they've got probably got more to play for, then it, it should be a really low scoring grind. The over under I found is forty and a half. Yeah, well, I'd be going unders for sure. Sean Bloor's only four fifty for a try. That's not. Great day, is it? <laughs> Q, uh, Q a 36 to 34 margin now that I said that. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, the cold, goes. cold, cold, greasy night, I can, yeah, I can see it becoming a bit of a grind, but... Um, we went 68 minutes without scoring a point the other week against Canberra, and, like, these guys are, you know, I think they're better than Canberra, although they're missing some players. So, anyway, let's, let's hope the boys can find something and... and uh, Wakeham and Tower can wake the boys up a bit. Uh, no pun intended, but um, hey, seven fifty on sports bet. Talking about Sean Bloor here, maybe I'll get on uh, get on that 
So it's weird how such fluctuation between the you different. Can't, apps. You can't get on Steph for us this week. No, that's what I mean. I, I normally I normally throw a bit on Steph to score, and I will for Origin. Actually, while while I'm at it, let's let's see what. Um... Same game, Tigers multi. It'd be t- uh, captain Captain Bateman, Noffer, and a Tigers win. That'll play decent. Yeah, I wonder what Steph is playing because how many minutes do you reckon Steph's going to get for the Blues? About thirty. I, I don't know, guys. I, I'm so happy for Steph to be there. I think he's going to come back twice the player. He's going to know exactly what he needs to work on in the offseason, etc. But, you know, offensively, he's going to be fine. I just worry about his lateral movement. I, I hope he doesn't get more than a 15, 20-minute stint either side. Like, if Freddie tries to play him for 25, 30 minutes, that could, it could be trouble because those games are at breakneck speed. And, and we've seen Steph get a bit lazy with the inside ball sometimes. I mean, as you would when you're as big as him, I'm not criticising him, but just saying, like, there's some lateral defensive issues there that he's got to work on. I'm just really yeah. happy for him. Like, we, we knew we wanted him to get it. Um, yeah. We felt like he probably deserved it after his 2021 season, but then he's dropped off in 2022. But he's come back absolutely roaring this year, so... I'm stoked for him. I, it's, he's he's be probably going to be the only better. reason I'm actually going to watch the game. Yeah, yeah he's going to come too. back a better yeah. player, guys, and it's and it's good for our club. It's good for our club. It's good for him. Um, he'll get a lot more confidence out of it, win or lose. I really don't care Absolutely. who wins or loses. I just want him. I just want him to come back a better player for the Tigers. So he's, Absolutely, he's ten to one on tab to score a try. So, um, I might have a crack at that. Uh, last game of the round, we are all on the Sharkies to beat the Doggies. They're at home. Uh, Nico Hines didn't get picked for Origin, so he's playing for... Um, that's probably probably the most likely tip to get up this week, you reckon, boys? Yeah, probably. Nico's got a point to prove. Can- Canterbury can improve. They were pretty poor against Para. So, I mean, and Cronulla are in a bit of poor form as well, so... They've, they've, you know, lost to Brisbane and who they lose to last week, uh, whoever it was, Melbourne. So they've lost a couple of games. They've quite played quite poorly in both games, not scoring many points. So they'll be looking to bounce back and put a number on Canterbury. And Canterbury's still decimated by injury too. Right, a Patreon question time. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. You can want to support the show for less than three bucks a month. Join our Discord and drop questions like the guys have. Here, uh, if you can't, if you want to find that link as well, go to the link in our uh, Twitter and Instagram pages, and there's a link to the Patreon. If it's hard to find, uh, there our links, our little link tree link on those. Righto, Tim Colgate asks, how many good playing years do we have left in our veterans and newer signings, and are you guys concerned going forward with being able to fill their position with our younger boys? when their form starts to dip. Um, who wants to have a crack at this one first? Oh, look, it's it's been one of my worries. I, I know we discussed it the other night and Aaron was saying like a couple of those, we've only got one guy in the 30s, which I think is Appy, and the other blokes are in their late 20s. But, but I think even in, say, two years from now, it's a big ask for guys like, you know, David Clemmer to be yeah. you know, butting their head against a brick wall and being the player that he is this year. And so, yeah, I, I do worry who's going to fill those spots, but this is what, you know, blooding players like Talon De Silva is about. I mean, yeah, 
I mean, if he's like anything, I've never seen him play, but the raps are just ridiculous. So if he's anything like that, I don't put too much pressure on him because I'm not going to judge him on one game, but he's meant to be the guy that's going to take over from Appy. So, yeah, we do, we do need these kids to come through. But I, I just think if we can get a bit of a winning culture, which is easier said than done, if we start winning a bit more, show a bit of unity off the field as well, I, I think that makes it more attractive for players to come over. And if we, if we keep losing, losing we're just going to keep being laughed at no matter how hard we try and then it's it's harder to attract players so like i said when i first come on the show i think success is going to come from within mainly but that said we have bought really well with you know papaliti and bateman and clemmer so mm. we, we have done some astute purchases hopefully we can get a couple more i mean talon uh and the magpies won a comp so hopefully they do bring a bit of a winning culture and, and i mean 2005 a crop came through and they had such a great chemistry with each other. So that's kind of, I'm more concerned as you've preached all year, Rob, that these players who have only got two or three years left in them, that we're not going to put good players around or adequate players around them that we can make the finals. I keep saying it. We had the money, and enough talent in our side now that I expect a top eight side next year. We've got to make the right moves, but yeah, it um, the squad's halfway there. The four packs, one of the best in the comp. Can we, yeah, find a decent half? Our fullback of the futures locked in. So yeah, a biggest belief why the team the team is better than what might be if we lose Saturday night coming last. Again, I honestly think the squad's better. But even if you just look at a playing. couple of individual players, Josh, like Fanua Bolo, like he made his debut less than a year ago, basically. Like it's almost a year, but it's less than a year. Like in a couple of years from now, he's going to be as good as anyone in the pack. So, you know, and then that, like Bolo will take the place of, you know, your Clemmer or, or whoever it may be, your Bateman or something like that. And then someone else will be coming through and being at his stage where he is now. So... I just don't think it's anything to worry about. We've just got to, like, that's what the whole plan is about. And I know that's what Benji has addressed the board about. Like, you know, when we do get the talent, we've got to find a way to keep them. So, and that's why we're being so strict with the dollars we spend on everyone. So I, I, I just think we'll we'll wait and see what happens. But they've got some, they, they know what is out there and they know what other clubs are going to try and do to swoop on our talent. And they're, they're prepared for that. It's just a, a matter of how do we keep them, like, why, why do you want to stay at the Tigers and not play finals? And, you know, why should you go to the other club that does play finals? We've, we've got to get that mentality out. And we can only yep. fix that up by winning games until we start winning games regularly. But, you know, honestly, like if I was a player, I'd love to come to the Tigers and play with Appy and play with Bateman and, and play with, like you and, you know, the young fullback we've got. I mean, it's a pretty decent team. So, uh, you know, if I was a Ben Hunt, I'd love to come to the Tigers and finish off my career there. When they say that, Canterbury's got more of a chance of winning a comp before us. I think what a load of shit. They're they're in a very similar position to us. And, you know, the Burtons and the Addo Cars and Tafita Pengai Juniors and all these guys, they haven't set the world on fire. And, you know, Kikau's been out injured and, you know, they're getting Crichton next year. Whoopie-doo, that's one player. Like, we've got, you know, just as good a team as them. So, uh, you know, I hope we can attract players, you know. We'll see how we go. Not to mention the allure of playing uh, or being coached by... Uh, blokes like Robbie Farrer, Benji Marshall, who are basically like the lifeblood of the club, uh, mm. Benji in particular, 
with the impact he's had on the game, I would think there's a there's an incredible draw about potentially coming along and being coached by Benji. Yeah, well, as I've said previously, all the word I get from, you know, like the secondhand information from players is they love playing under Benji. So that's a good thing. And look, we've seen it every week, even when, even with the loss against the Titans. You know, they had 28 points scored with roughly 20 minutes to go and the, the scoreboard didn't leak. You know, there's still the effort there. So he's definitely getting players to want to play for the jersey and the badge. So as long as that keeps happening, I, I think we're in good stead. It's just, you know, when we get those 66 to 16 capitulations against Melbourne or whatever it was, they're the things that, you know, I hope we don't see again. And I don't think we will either, no matter how decimated our team is. Uh, Gus, speaking uh, of Robbie, oh, no, go ahead, guys. So I've just been taking a bit of a look at our squad currently and looking at our forwards in particular, how long they're contracted for. Uh, so Johnny Bateman is four years, which we all knew. Uh, Sean Bloor, even though he's being shopped around, is contracted next year. One more year. Yeah, yeah one more year. Um, and as, uh, our veterans, well, so David Clemmer, he's contracted for three years with a mutual option for 2026. So there's a potential he could go a four. Appy's on that three year, or two-year contract with a mutual option for the third. Uh, Noffa, he's one of our veterans. He's got two more years after this year. Isaiah Papali'i has two years after this year. Uh, we've already got Pole locked up for two years after this year. Um, Twole has one more year after this year. And Stefano, he's still got two years after this year. So our forwards in particular are looking pretty good, especially with our younger ones. Matamua, he's got two more years after this year. I don't know if I mentioned him before. Um, so we're looking good in the forwards in particular. Obviously, we don't have a lot of veterans there. I'd say the veterans are the the Nofalumas, the um, Coruscants, the the Clemmers and the Batemans. Um, other than that, we don't oh, – and even the Brookses, I guess. But other than that, we don't have a lot of, I guess, veterans in the team. It's a lot of the yeah. young kids coming through. The veterans are and more – plenty in their prime squad. too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of good footy left in a lot of those names I just mentioned. It's why the Brains Trust was going so hard after Mitch Moses and, and any halfback basically that they could find because they really believe that the halfback spot is the one spot we're lacking in the yeah. missing piece. They're very confident in filling up out the back line the way they want. We've already got a pretty decent forward pack that's only going to get stronger. So they just really wanted to like that's why they threw the kitchen sink at Moses. Unfortunately, it didn't come off. And, you know, they've tried other guys. You know, they've tried Sean Johnson and, you know, they've even gone to France to try Mitch Pierce or whatever. So, look, hopefully hopefully we can find someone or, or develop someone. And, you know, like like we said the other night, maybe throw throw money at a, a young player like the Dolphins did for Katoa and, and just, you know, give him the keys and say, you know, this is your team if you can prove, you know, you're worthy of it. Uh, Gussie, he asked, can Robbie and Benji have one last dance? Just six to eight weeks, one more round. <laughs> Benji might be able to. I don't think. I don't think Robbie would with his knee the way it is. But I'm sure Benji could do it. Apparently, he runs rings around him at training. So well, he yeah, was doing that all off season. So which didn't yeah. really give us a lot of confidence going into the off season because it's like, well, if he's um, if he's showing up our team, what are the rest of the comp going to do to him? Yeah, I don't think that's happening, boys. And lastly, Carla asked, do we reckon TDS could end up starting and Simkin bench next week? I assume Carla, I think she's in the chat there. Do you, Carla, do you mean next week as in 
the next game. Uh, next game because we got the bye next week. So, what do you mean, literally on Saturday night? But I mean, if De Silva ends up being the starter, um, that means we probably would win Saturday night, and he has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think even if he has a lot to do with it, guys, and he plays his ass off, I just think Jake's going to get the bulk of the minutes. You know, yeah. we've just we've just got to blood him in. You know, like if he comes on, say, you know, ten minutes before half time and fifteen minutes after half time, and has that twenty five minute period and and looks like Robbie Farah and and has the best game. I mean, obviously, we'll try and up his minutes a little bit, but it'll be a big ask to get him to start. And, you know, suddenly he's got to play 25, 30 minutes straight in the first half. And let's just build him in, guys. And, and you know, the season's done. The season's done, unfortunately. But I, I just couldn't see him playing the bulk of the game and Jake coming off the bench. Let him grow. Let him develop. I just want to take a quick look to see um, if... Did, did Jake Simpkin... No, so Jake came on when Appy went off and stayed on for the rest of the game. So he... He played out the full second half, so I'm wondering minutes, how many minutes. Yeah, so I'm wondering how many minutes they'll give Jake before they bring him off. Like whether he would play the whole first half and bring TDS on for the part of the second half, or whether they do what we what we think and um, bring TDS on mid late first half and bring Jake back on for the last twenty minutes or so. But I don't know; it's a tricky one. Especially yeah. for a young bloke on debut. The coaching staff will have preconceived ideas about how long they want him to play for, when they want him to come on. But obviously that can get thrown out the window with an injury, can't it? Just like we did with Appy the other night. So, yeah. We'll and the thing is, that. he's the thing with TDS is he's only played like two games that are 80-minute games because Jersey Flegg and Harold Matson, what have you, are 70-minute games. I don't so even know what the bloke That's a bit like. of a step up there too. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what he looks like, so I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Well, it's, on the, <laughs> it's on the cover of this episode, but um, okay. good-looking kid. Uh, so Shane Cullett, our Benji Marshall team member, he says, hey, guys, I haven't got many thoughts on this weekend's games. I'm still deflated after last week. At least Appy will be fresh for next season, a new season in which anything could happen. I hope they get a decent crowd at Cambo, but I think they'll be lucky to break 7,000. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be won't be five figures. A cold Saturday night, Origin against Melbourne. I think very yeah. deflated fan base as well. I reckon six and a half, seven. I hope yeah. I hope West Tigers fans prove me wrong. But um, yeah, uh, not much to play for. It's basically the only thing that could make this game less appealing would be rain, but which it's not meant to. Uh, he said, finally, let's go around the room. If you could have any player from any club, from any era to join West Tigers on a four-year deal in 2024, who would it be? I'd have to go Thurston. I'd go Andrew Johns. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Cooper Cronk. Although, could it be uh, maybe prime Benji Marshall? Bring it, we're talking <laughs> about bringing Benji back, but... Um, yeah, I, I want the best game manager that's ever been. So I'll take Cronk, and people forget how yeah. fast he was in his younger days. The guy had blinding speed over 30 yards, great kicking game, great passing game. Yeah, he, he, I mean, geez. Yeah, there's not much difference. Don't get me wrong. Andrew Johns, probably most would go for Andrew Johns. I'm, I'm just yeah. a Cronk. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably Seven. have to go Cronk or Thurston. 
Yeah, a seven. It'd definitely be a seven. We definitely need a seven, but yeah, would yeah. I love to see Ellery Hanley there and a few other old blokes from from bygone years? Yeah. Gary Freeman. Yeah, Wiz Wiz was a good halfback. I don't I don't know if he's the sort of halfback I want for this team, but yeah, Wiz is going to be a massive upgrade on anything we've got at the moment. Uh, the other question about the crowd, guys. So we're heading out on. Saturday night. So we encourage everyone to get out there, come say good day. Probably going to get a feed after the game, I'd say. We haven't really talked about this too much off air, but um, possibly get a feed after the game because it, uh, yeah, probably get there for kickoff and drown our sorrows after it. How's that sound, boys? No, no. Or, but... or celebrate a victory. Who knows? Dinner, Who knows? Dinner before the game and celebrate a victory afterwards at the club. <laughs> uh, righto um, that does it We our next episode is 8.30pm Monday night we'll review the uh, hopefully a win hopefully a win who knows boys come on put in yeah fire up I know no appy fingers crossed we'll see what happens we'll be out there like I said come say g'day we'll, we'll be freezing our asses off but at the same time, you'll see the steam coming off our heads as we scream at the referee for not um, for not making letting the storm lay all over the play the ball. I can see that. They've happening. been doing it all day, sir. All day, sir. So, oh, there'll be more swear words from me. <laughs> Apologies. Johnny Bateman will have a blinder. Johnny Bateman will have an absolute blinder. All right, boys. As always, uh, snucking in Monday night. So your Denver Nuggets are the NBA champions. Just reiterating that, but. Onwards to Saturday night. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the West Life Podcast.